Welcome to Money Making Conversation. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. I recognize that we all have different definitions for success. For some, it's a sizable paycheck. Mine is helping people wake up and inspiring them to accomplish their goals and live their very best life. These are my passions, and that's what I'm going to do for you. I want you to stop tripping over your small challenges that are out there and rise above for those bigger obstacles that are going to be there for you every day of your life. The Money Making Conversation interviews provide relatable information to the listener about career and financial planning, entrepreneurship, motivation, leadership, overcoming the odds, and how to live a balanced life. My next guest is a special one. Thank you for coming on the show ahead of time. I'm about to introduce her. My next guest is the co-founder and CEO of the Women's National Football Conference, the WNFC. The Women's National Football Conference is a groundbreaking organization that exists to create and foster an environment for female athletes to sustain healthy lifestyles through playing, coaching, and participate in American football at the highest level, again, at the highest level. The WNFC has over 1,000 athletes and coaches across 17 states, which makes up 20 teams with thousands of fans. We're going to turn that into millions. The WNFC was started in 2019 in order to bring the sport of women's tackle, tackle football, not touch, not fluff, not football to the masses. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, the co-founder and CEO of Women's National Football Conference, Odessa, Odessa Jenkins. Yes, sir. Let's go. <laughs> Good morning. Odessa, Odessa, I'm, I'm, hey, first of all, the name. Let's talk. Let's talk about your name first, Odessa, because I know, I know you have a beautiful name, Odessa Jenkins. Wherever you, it sounds like your uncle calling you, your your daddy calling. Odessa, Odessa, get back in this house, girl. Where did you get the name Odessa Jenkins from? You know, that's my grandmama's name. You your know, grandmother's so, uh, name mm-hmm. from the south. Yes, I am. I am I am actually born and raised in Los Angeles, California, mm-hmm. but I'm born to uh, a, a Southern queen and a Southern king. My <laughs> mother and father are both from uh, my dad from Pine Bluff, Arkansas. And my mom's from Little Rock. So oh, yeah. oh, yeah. uh, I have oh, yeah. a Southern woman's name. Mm-hmm. My actual my full name is Odessa Londale Jenkins. So I'm named after both my paternal and fraternal grandmothers. They had big plans for Odessa. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. It's beautiful. So, so give us a little back. I know you're 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 a former athlete, and yeah. um and so, but you know, athletes get a bum rap sometimes because they just they just people just recognize them for their talent, their physical talent, and we all know that's as a a short window, a short window. So you have to plan yeah. of, of what the, the realistic path is for long term financial success. And being that you're a female, sometimes the options are even more limited to try to pursue your dreams. Talk about the athletic side of your life, going through high school into college. Sure. Um, So as I said, I grew up in South Central LA. Sports have always been a tremendous part. When you say South Central LA, I lived in LA 15 years. Where are you, what are you, what high school and what are you calling South Central LA? Just for my listeners. So I grew up on 99th and San Pedro, uh, my family, and that was where I was pretty much raised, but mm-hmm. um, my childhood was in Watts. Um, mm-hmm. I lived in the, the Jordan Downs. I lived in the Nickerson Project. Wow. I know exactly um, where you were. So, uh, my home church, which is still a home church today, uh, is on 107th and Cal Maya, right in South Central LA. So, the, when I say South Central, that's where I mean. Mm-hmm. Actually, I my mom 
uh, worked outside of LA in, in, in Bellflower. So I actually bust the school with my mom. So after, uh, elementary school, when I went to 99th Street Elementary, shout out to 99th Street Elementary, my mom bused me to school. So I rode a bus and a train to school from the seventh grade until I graduated high school. So I never went back to LA Unified after, um, my uh, elementary school time. Right. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Now, how did so, athletics yeah. start to become a part of your life? You know, it was it was it was it was huge for us because um, growing up in the city, there was a lot of my family was um, you know no shame in my game. My family was into a lot of uh, you know the the drug trade and a, and a lot of violence, and there were a lot of things, a lot of great people in my family, but there was just a lot of stuff around us. And sports was the one thing that kind of kept us away. So I started becoming known around town as the girl with the ball, whether it was a basketball or football or volleyball or whatever. I just, I just always wanted to do something different. Um, it was, it was just in, inside of me to, to, to want to compete. I was a competitor. And so I picked up a football. My first sport was football. All the boys and cousins in my family, they allowed me to play as long as you can ball. That's what they always told me. As long as you can ball now. I will let you play. So I started playing and I played football up until the eighth grade. And a coach at the time told me like, Hey, yo, you're going to, um, if you want to go to college and I know you do, um, and you want to get your college paid for through athletics, you need to play a girl's sport. Um, Mm -hmm. and you need to pick up basketball or something else. And it broke my heart uh, because I was a pretty decent football player and I'm small. I'm, I'm what like position were you four. playing and what kind of speed were you right? See, see, I don't like people I was be bragging. The whole time. I, I, no, I don't I, like people I, be I, bragging about woman. their pretty, no. pretty, pretty decent football player. You know, what was, what was pretty decent though? I'm a, oh, I'm a pretty fat woman. Up until the eighth grade, I was probably still averaging um, a couple TDs a game, probably one a buck fifteen with mm-hmm. the boys. So I was putting up a hundred yards a game, really, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. up until the eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, there was never, I, I was never interested in playing against boys. Yeah. So I, I that I, I know a lot of people grow. I was I always wanted to play against other girls. Um, cause obviously once you get to the eighth grade, the boys start getting bigger and stronger and faster. And it's like, and meaner Lord. and meaner and meaner, right. <laughs> and meaner. And so I always wanted to play against the girls, but there was just no opportunity. Girls football didn't exist. There was nobody, um, that was making that available. So I went on to high school, played some basketball, uh, won a couple, um, d- district championships down in LA, um, got the LA times player of the year, started to get recruited, and I ended up going B1 to a, a school, a small B1 school called Cal Poly up in San Luis Obispo, California. No, exactly what um, that's Yep. Start balling. At the time I went there, we hadn't won anything yet and ended up, ended up turning Cal Poly into a pretty good program, a pretty good winner out there in the Big West. Won a, one player of the year a couple of years and had a pretty decent college career. So I was, um, you know, successful. But as soon as I graduated from college, I went to go fly football again. So, um, it's always been the thing that I love. I love to compete. And I know you probably talk to a lot of athletes and entrepreneurs, but football is unique. You got to have a different level of, of team and compete to want to do this, uh, for a long time. So, well, you know, let me tell you something about football, a sport I could never play, by the way, because <laughs> see, I can't, see, I can't look at somebody who's going to run at me as fast as I'm running towards them and not veer mm-hmm. left or right. But they just want to stay Amen. dead on. See, that's a different mentality for me because, it's, you know, it's every, a truth every, teller every, is what every, I like to call it. Well, I'm, I'm just telling you, boy, a coward. Okay, I'm just telling you right now. 
what I'm not going to do, tell you, Odessa, I'm not going to get on the football field and know him. That fool coming at me is going to hurt me. He won't hurt me. And get paid. To, yeah. And get paid. Yeah. Uh, uh, half a billion, as a matter of fact. <laughs> so, 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 but, but before we get into the league, you know, we, we're right in the midst of a COVID-19, the pandemic is affecting all sports. We saw ESPN basically get shut down basically because they had no sports to cover. Fox, Fox Sports 1 as well had no sports sure. to cover. So how has it impacted? And give me a, give me a feel for what, what, when does the league start? Or what's that window for what the league is? Yeah. So the league, we, we play in the spring. Right. Mm-hmm. We play in the spring. The whole concept was to try and not compete with the, the major men's sports. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so give the men their 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 platform that they've earned over the last hundred years and create something for when the NFL fan or the, frankly, the NBA fan, the MLB fan, whatever sport they're playing is looking for that next competitive thing. Sort of the same concept that the XFL and the AFL had. Um, but we play April to July. So frankly, uh, this last weekend would have been our championship weekend. Uh, we've been going into our championship. We canceled our season in February knowing um, or anticipating what COVID would do to the world um, and knowing that we don't own facilities, right? We coordinate with high schools and colleges mm-hmm. for our fields and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and knowing that it would hit us hard. So frankly, it, it hit us just as hard as it did everybody else. But one thing that it did do is it helped the world of sports carriers and content providers realize that there's different content out here in sports, AKA women's football has some pretty exciting content to provide. Um, if you point your camera at it. So in, in a lot of cases, people say that this has been detrimental to their business. In my case, I see it as a come up as an opportunity, right? Um, as an opportunity for us to bring our business to the masses and our sports to the masses. So this has been a win. I don't look at anything as a loss. I look at it all as an opportunity. And this is a major opportunity for us to put the content of women's football in front of some folks who wouldn't have normally looked. Well, you know, I, I tell everybody that, uh, you know, I, this whole year, my brand, Money Making Conversation, I, I used the pandemic period uh, to catch up, I thought, from a standpoint. I caught a lot of my competition. Because mm-hmm. of the fact that, mm-hmm. you know, they when you, when you launch a brand, you, you're kind of behind everybody else. And so if the brand is stalled and you still have a plan to market and brand and promote and get you and and get in front of people, then guess what? People will take notice because guess what? Everybody else is stalled and their mind is very curious right now as to what else I can do to to entertain my brain because there's so much available time for me to be. That's why Netflix blew up, you know, because everybody was sitting at the house. Everybody found Netflix. Netflix stock is like almost five hundred dollars because of the fact that. People are trying to find information. That's why people are watching Korean baseball on ESPN. Mm-hmm. They're trying to find mm-hmm. information. So like NASCAR ratings are up because of the fact that people are finding information. How are you keeping your brand in the forefront or in front of our eyeballs? Yeah, there's a couple things. So one, I think we went and we, we did one of the smartest things that we could ever do, and that's invest in some real PR, branding, marketing, and content strategy. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, we went and uh, we we went and signed up on this with this organization called iFundWomen, which is an amazing organization that helps bring women and startups get funding, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so through them, we were able to be awarded a grant for helping the world to reimagine sports. So Adidas um, pumped some resources and some funding into us. 
And with that, we went in hired professional PR, which a lot of women in sports don't have. Um, we have focused on our head of branding and marketing to put more content out on social. Um, we be, we're beefing up our website and our web presence and making content available to our users to go spread out. So that's the, those are the two biggest things that we're doing, beautifying our content. So making it more readily available, mm-hmm. prettier. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're also investing in others that can go tell our story. But you bring up a great point of being able to catch up because those are things that we would frankly never do um, were it not for COVID-19. Well, absolutely. You know, the, the, like, you know, when you're dealing with marketing, it's all it's all a competition. And so and yeah. also the bigger level of competition is like everybody has, a you know, McDonald's. They have hamburgers. Burger King has hamburgers. Five Guys has hamburgers. And, you know, Kentucky Fried Chicken has chicken. Popeye's has chicken. Chick-fil-A has chicken. And so when those brands are out there ahead of you, then you have to figure mm-hmm. out how do I separate and clearly define who I am. And so that's why I brought that up, because of the fact that COVID-19, you can't see it as a disaster. Yes, it's a setback because we all want to be planned. We we all want to be filling the stands. We all want our brand moving yep. forward. But it's in, more importantly, now you're dealing with the details, Odessa, you know, about Correct. being very meticulous about what exactly the messaging you're trying to tell. What are you talking to you when you t- when you when I when I talk like that, what are you telling your team, your marketing team? What is the over the, the, the mandate right now? Yeah, the mandate is alignment, right? Mm-hmm. That we are an organization that has a mix of people right. and content that's about a purpose that everybody's kind of clamoring for. Um, 60% of the women in our league are of color. Mm-hmm. We have the story of adversity and triumph in everything we do because women's tackle football players don't get paid to play. So there's the story of tri- triumph and adversity that we tell. tell. We are women. Women are the fastest growing sports consumer on the planet. Mm-hmm. Tackle football will eventually surpass um, soccer as the number one uh, sport on the planet. So the the mandate is to go find brands, go find people that want to tell this story that don't know we exist and align with them. Get sticky with them. Let them know that there are certain pieces of glue, whether it be Mm -hmm. diversity and inclusion, whether it be LBTQ communities, whether it be how to speak, represent and inspire women. We have all of that in one organization that's packaged and ready to go. So that's the story we've been telling our branding and our PR teams. And frankly, we're a powerful organization. It's like, a group of women that are playing women's tackle football are unique to the world. It's a sport that so many people said we couldn't do. Cool. So that's our story. Cool. So right now, what does the 2021 season prepping look like? Yeah, so it's an exciting time. We're actually looking at ex- what expansion looks like, right? trying to be smart and not move too fast, but looking at other cities. There are a lot of other cities who want um, a team, a WNFC team, because of what we represent. That's step one, just evaluating and and doing a market research on what are the right cities for us to bring a team to, because there might be existing teams out there already. There might be new markets that we need to expand to. So that's that's step one. Um, Step two is uh, bringing on investors, right? We're working on 
our investment strategy, who are the kind of people that we want to invest in the business. And step three is our TV deal. So how do we bring um, OTT to a content from an over the air standpoint and a content from an over the internet standpoint? So working with which partners we want to partner with um, to bring our content to TV. We have a huge production investment going in for 2021. We're going to have 10 games that are going to be professionally produced and trying to find the right medium to put those 10 games on. And then last, but definitely not least, is partnerships and sponsors. Uh, we are lucky enough right now to have an awesome sponsor in Adidas and another awesome sponsor in Red L Sports. We were the first uh, women's tackle football league to be sponsored by either of those global companies. And we're just looking for the next Riddell, the next Adidas to help take us to the next level. Cool. Okay, the word tackle football. Okay, let's talk about that yes. right quick. Because, you know, I know where I can get me some basketball players. I know if I started a baseball league, I could just bring some softball players from college. Okay, they can probably ball a little bit smaller, but they can play professional base baseball if I wanted to. Where do I get my tackling women? Where do I get my women if I want to start a professional women's football league? from everywhere but frankly do you ever want to say when i say that are you holding like tryouts yeah, no, tryouts I, I got you it's it's a it's a it's a it's one of those if you build it they will come more women than you would ever know want to play football so what we what we do is every team every team in every city right. builds a try has a tryout so we have like a national tryout day in the wnfc um, so every year on the same day or around the same month, and this is going to be in November for this year, all of our teams are going to start marketing tryouts. Mm -hmm. um, so we do it on social. We do it locally. We do it at gyms. We do th we go to high schools. We go to local universities. Um, I'm sure you've heard of now uh, women's flag football is technically a varsity sport for mm -hmm. the first time in the history of the world. So we're working with those schools and the NAIA to develop that. We're also working with the Boys and Girls Club to develop a mechanism for building a pipeline that way. But really, we just put it out there and women show up from everywhere. Um, we have former w WNBA players in our league, former women's professional soccer players, softball, everywhere. But the way that it works is we generally have a call out for tryouts, mm -hmm. um, a private, some private and some public. Uh, we usually do some sort of recruiting mechanism. So every team has a recruiting function where they're working locally to see who are the pro and semi-pro female athletes in their city. So between that league-wide tryout day and the private and public um, city recruiting mechanisms, that's how we get our women. And those trials are usually held at universities or our local high schools. Okay, listen, I'm at your website right now. Fantastic website, yep. by the way, WNFCfootball.com. Amazing website. Now, let's, let's, let's talk about the branding and marketing because, you know, when women try to do something athletic in the field of football, we've had a lot of, I want to, I want to use the word sexist, but very, you know, scantily clad football game, the puff football game, the flag. It all led to skippy clothes and, and, um, non-tackling sports. Now, is that, is that, is that a competition that you have to, that a branding that you have to avoid or deal with that's maybe trampling into your, approach of creating a real football league where women really do tackle where women really do play it absolutely is it's a it's a it's a it's a part of the it's a part of the world right selling right. sex 
particularly sexualizing women right. and frankly sexualizing women. Because on color. your website, you say real women, real football, real Real hits. football. Correct. And so that is a part. When you say women's football to most people, they they think of lingerie, right? right. Because mm-hmm. it was... It, it, it was on TV, it had sponsors, it had those things, but women have been playing 11 on 11 uh, tackle football for 70 years. Mm-hmm. And the reason that it hasn't broken out, like in 16 months we have done in the WNFC what no other leagues have done, and that's have the ability to get funding and, and do sponsorships, but it's absolutely in the way we have today. We have uh, other leagues that are selling other things other than the sport and marketing the sport and marketing in different ways. Now, let me tell you, I'm not a fool to it. Like I believe in the beauty of women right. and I believe in selling what is all, all parts of a woman. Um, but I don't believe that my product at all has to be um, a sexualized product in order for people to take it seriously. And that's the difference between me and some others. So yeah, it's something I got to fight against, but I'm a fighter. I told you where I was from early at the Absolutely. beginning of Nickerson the thing. Gardens? Come if on I, now. Nickerson yeah. Gardens. I know exactly <laughs> where she's from. We're better. We're more Jordan down than Nickerson okay. Gardens. But if, now, we, if we had, yeah, if we had somebody, we have that in front of us, but we're going to overcome it just like absolutely. everybody else has to overcome it. Yeah, this is money-making conversation. We talk about the, 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 the entrepreneurial side. We talk about the marketing side, the branding side. And you have to know your competition in order to beat your competition. Because that's what we're in. We're in the, we're in the winning game in this interview. And when I'm looking Amen. at the teams, you have the Pacific Conference, you have the Atlantic Conference. Now, I know I'm from Houston, Texas, and I know Texas is big. Now, you got two teams, the Houston yeah. Heat and the Texas Elite Spartans. Now, I'm assuming the Houston Heat is in Houston, Texas. Where is the Texas Correct. Elite Spartans located? Where are they located at? They are located in Dallas. Okay, so it's another rival between Big D and H-Town. Yeah. I like that. 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 Yeah, the Texas Lee Spartans, I actually, um, I, I own that team. And oh, here in I'm talking to Jerry yeah. Jones. I'm talking to Jerry yeah, Jones. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. You are. Um, we, the, the Texas Lee Spartans are the defending champion of the WNFC. Oh, how convenient. Are... Oh, how convenient. <laughs> the founder. Well, let me... <laughs> yes. And yes. her team and that she owns wins. Oh, how convenient. Cold. It's cold. Um, but yeah, that team, that team is a, is a gym in women's football. That team is, um, hasn't lost a game, has beat every top team in the country and is, 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 is there, they set the, they set the trend in, in women's tackle football. So yeah, pretty good team. But there's some good teams in the WNFC are just, now. Are you scaring those players up there? Hey, come the owner, you know, y'all better get back in shape, you know. <laughs> You know, she's from Nickerson well, Gardens. Well, they all know that I'm gone. They you know, she's from Nickerson Gardens. She's going to hurt y'all. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Congratulations. Like I, Congratulations. Thank you. And so, thank and so, you. I leave with love. I leave with love. Oh, you leave. Oh, yeah. You leave with a little love and it might talk a little hurt. But you're going you're gonna, you're gonna to get your point across. I'm telling you that right now. Hey, man. You better let them know. Absolutely. You know? So, uh, when, when sponsors come into your brand, what are they expecting? Yeah. Because, you you know, we all know that you need financial support. No business, no, you know, you know, no, no league can exist. Even the NFL, if they don't have financial support, they uh, won't last. Correct. So what does the sponsor expect from you when they sponsor your brand? And the yeah, players they as usually, well. Mm-hmm. They, they usually expect us to amplify a story or amplify a cause or a message the same way that they do with other leagues, right? It's like, um, we want you to put our brand in front of women. 
we want you to put our brand in front of a certain audience that either we're not in front of today or that we want to continue to be in front of. So usually our pitch is that we are women in sport, we are women in fitness, and we are diverse. We are women of color, and we are women of LGBTQ backgrounds in a lot of cases, but we're mothers, we're sisters, we're consumers. So the thing that brands really love about us is that we can be flexible, right? There's a lot of us. We're in, um, you know, 17 cities. We're national. That's always good. And then Usually what's unique about a football team that isn't that you don't find in a lot of other women's sports is that football players cannot look the same if your team wants to be successful. Right. Yeah, so if absolutely. every football, if every football player was five foot seven, 150 pounds, your team's going to get their tail whooped. This is true. Right? This is true. <laughs> you need, Where is you, the beef, need, as they say? Where is exactly, the beef? <laughs> exactly. So our sport is super, super unique in that women have to be from completely different backgrounds, mm-hmm. um, socioeconomically. They have to look different. There's some women that are big. There's some women that are small. So real, we really do in one sport have the total eclectic story of all women that we can tell. We can tell a story of big women, little women, short women, dark women, light women. And so it's a really unique place that our sponsors find as a gold mine when it comes to content. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Now, the reason I was teasing you earlier about the, being the owner and undefeated and uh, the champion, uh, you came through the Bill Walsh NFL Diversity Coaching Fellowship Program. Correct. And you also were an intern coach with the Atlanta Falcons. So so you've yeah. you, you've been, um, as they say, coached up in the professional men's sports. How did that help you? And, you know, with the with the women's National Football League? It was huge. Um, you know, I actually was with the Falcons right before I started up that started to. Um, source a partner and mm-hmm. investment for the WNFC. Mm-hmm. So being, um, you know, Scott Pioli, um, who was the general manager at the time of the Atlanta Falcons, mm-hmm. was a, is a, is a mentor of mine and is a huge influence of mine. Um, and Coach Quinn and all of those Coach um, guys in the Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they are, they are, um, exceptional men, but also exceptional leaders and businessmen. And so I really learned a lot from being in the room um, and being in that organization about how to organize the sports business, what kind of people you need to put around the business. Mm -hmm. Um, Because whether it was from coaches like Raheem Morris sitting down with me and teaching me the game or whether it was from, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's a bad man. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the players, the players had a great deal of respect for me. Um, Devontae Freeman, all those guys. And they, they actually set me down and start and talked to me and I talked to them about the business of the sport. So it was a huge influencer to me. Um, now my passion is women in sports. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they were all able to give me some, some great building blocks on what I should do when I built out the WNFC. And the best advice that they gave me was not make, pro- don't make promises that you can't keep and build it from the base. So build a good base in your business. Well, uh, you're fantastic. I'm talking to the co-founder and uh, co-owner and coach of a team. She's managed by all-female leadership brain trust over there at the WNFC. It features 20 teams playing a 10-week 
spring session, you know, broadcast on national television. Her team, she's the owner. She's like the Jerry Jones because her team's based in Dallas. That's what I'm talking to. The, the black <laughs> female Jerry Jones right now. I want to thank you for coming on my show. You're fantastic. I love your energy, you know, your ability to be able to pivot and understand that uh, you know COVID nineteen is not going to my disappointment is not going to destroy me and uh, much success. I want and when you when you when you get the league back up and running, please come back up if you want to bring a player on Absolutely. with you. I want to support you one hundred percent. I got almost a million social media followers. Eighty eight percent of my followers are female. By the way, I want to let you know. Wow. That. Yeah. Okay. And eighty eight percent now, and so that's why I wanted to bring you on the show. Now you you coming to the right man. Okay. I got the ladies. I got the ladies. Okay. <laughs> well, everybody's got the ladies. That's what they need to realize. <laughs> well, Odessa L. Jenkins, I want to thank you for coming on my show, okay? Thank you so much for having me, and I'm honored that you tell a story. And for all the women out there, go do what you do. I hope that this uh, message of a woman, a black woman in football, is helping you realize and inspire you to go do something that somebody said you couldn't. Go get it. Go get it, girl. All righty. I'll talk to you later. And be in touch with me, okay? And send some banners. Anything you want me to promote, I'll support you on my social media, okay? I sure will. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. If you want to hear more interviews about that I, I record for Money Making Conversations, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host. 